Can you hear me, Aaron? I hear you. I'm not sure where Rick's. Anyway, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Bobcast MOV with Rick and Bob. I'm your host, Bob Mercer, as always, and supposedly he was supposed to be with me as Rick, but we'll see what happens here. With me tonight is Aaron. Aaron is the public information administrative assistant at Wood County Nine. We're going to talk to Aaron tonight about why we do the things we do at nine one one, what to expect when you call, and we'd like to talk about. You can catch Aaron every month on Daybreak, and we're trying to get the word out just to let people know. You know where you are there, and this is what we do, and this is why we do. And oh, I'm not sure, like I said, where Rick's at. He should be here momentarily, but uh, we will try to make it work from here. So what I'm going to do right now is there hasn't been a whole lot going on. I hope a lot of you got out to the fair. It's been kind of wet in the last today, especially. But um, I guess they had some really good entertainment out there, and uh, multicultural festival right here was really good. Got a lot of new things coming up in the next few weeks that we will bring the, on the Bobcast, and we will uh, we will bring them to you as we get them. So anybody out there that's got any ice cream socials, any fairs coming up, anything going on that they'd like to have announced on the Bobcast MOV with me and Rick, to make sure that we get it. You can send it to us on our personal emails, or you can send it to us at the show emails. Um, you have Bob at bobcast.net and Rick at the bobcast.net. You can send them any comments you have about the shows, anything you'd like to see in upcoming shows, anything you'd like to see us talk about that we haven't already done. Uh, just let us know and let us know that uh, you know you're listening. We appreciate everybody's comments in the last I don't know what six weeks I think we've been on. We appreciate everybody's comments, especially that letting us know that you you did hear us and you know uh, like what we do because that's why we're doing this to make it special so um again as soon as rick pops in we'll add him into the show but until then i'm going to go ahead and get started and introduce um, aaron cleaner to you like i said aaron is the public information officer and administrative assistant at 911. Um, so, Aaron, if you'll introduce yourself, tell everybody how long you've been a dispatcher and your job as a public information officer, sir. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Bob. Uh, Aaron Fleener. I've been a dispatcher for uh, 27 and a half plus years, uh, most of those with the 911 Center. Uh, as a public information officer our, uh, and any public information officer, our goal is to get the right information to the right people at the right time so they can make the right decision. That That's our primary goal. That's that's what that's what we're here for. Um, it's uh, if we if wind up in front of the camera, oh well. If we don't, then our job is to make our uh, public officials um, uh, look the best they can and have the best information in hand as they can to uh, work up their talking points for news conferences or uh, press releases, that sort of thing. And then all, it all boils down to what I, what I initially said, to get the right information to the right people at the right time so they can make the right decision. That's our, that's our primary goal. 
Well, that especially comes into into play when there's um, like if there's some kind of big thing going on, um, whether it be a natural disaster or where whether it be a major news story that 911 specifically is involved in. Because, you know, we get a lot of calls at 911, people wanting information. Well, you know, we heard this and we heard that. The public information officers, I know Aaron's one and I think um, Dustin Matheny, I believe it's the other one, I believe. But they, they have been through specialized training and um, they are have been trained on what they can and what they can't tell, whether it be the press or public public, because we're not allowed at 911 to give away, you know, talk about anything that goes on. It has to be done through the proper channels. So Aaron's job is comes in specifically uh, during stuff like that. I know when he's worked on my shift that we've dealt with that, and we just turn it over to him because that's just what he, that's his job. So um, you guys, you've had what you've been training for what a couple three years maybe I think it is isn't it, Aaron uh, something like that we uh, went initially uh, up in a around Cleveland for a basic uh, public information officer class and then uh, we went for a week over to Emmitsburg to the uh, National uh, Emergency Management Institute for a uh, week of very information officers and that is the absolute best training I've ever had it was absolutely immersive and you became a part of a uh, made-up community but you became part of that community and you uh, became so immersed in it, it it really became real and it was the best training I've ever had to help help prepare uh, a person for for the role of a public information officer. Um, I'm glad you brought up. You went, uh, down to, you went down to Florida what a couple times. I'm sorry. You've been down to Florida what a couple times. Yeah, that's for the uh, National Information Officers Association conference, and uh, kind of on a uh, a every other year schedule with that, uh, mainly because of uh, COVID kicking in and and kicking it out for. Uh, for uh, one whole year, but that's good information, a good place to get good information, uh, continuing training, networking with uh, other uh, information officers. uh, So you have uh, resources available to you. Uh, Some of the best training that they have is they'll have uh, conferences or seminars on how agencies have handled uh, large uh, events, um, the last training they went over the uh, Nashville, the Christmas Nashville bombing, and how that was handled. Uh, some a lot of good information there. They did a lot of things right with that going on, in a really seriously bad timing. Uh, the Christmas holiday, uh, a lot of things shut down, a lot of things not available, and uh, just uh, just how they how they handled it. Not only the good things they did, but the mistakes they made and what they learned. Um, it's uh, it's it's great training to have, and I'm, I'm very uh, fortunate to have been able to go down there a couple times now. Well, I know you and I have been um, 
going to schools a lot in the last few years. We've been going especially up to like Jackson, Jackson Middle School and um, Lubeck and different places like that, or Mineral Wells, I'm sorry, Mineral Wells School. And we, you and I have been going out there and talking to the kids about uh, 911 and what we do out there. And I'm hoping that, and you and I discussed this the other day when we were at work, I'm hoping we can bring that back to where we can get back out to the different, to every school that we can possibly get a hold of that would like for us to come over. Um, if you would, um, if you would just kind of explain a little bit, you know, kind of what happens when people call 911, because you know as well as I do, we, we get a lot of anxious people. Everybody handles strength, uh, stress differently, and we get a lot of anxious people, and we have to calm them down. But kind of give us an idea of what to expect when you call 911 to report an emergency or even a regular admin call, as we call it. Um, if you just kind of let us let us know what what that absolutely uh, there? yeah when uh, when you call 911 uh, you pick up one of five to six people in the room could pick up your phone call um, we will first find out where your emergency is uh, we answer the phone 911 where's your emergency and we do that because if we can get the location if we for whatever reason, lose communication, we can at least get everybody to you. We may not know what's going on, but we'll get fire, police, and ambulance there just to cover the bases and make sure we get that. Once we get that, we'll get some information from you, uh, what's your name, and, the phone, and confirm the phone number that we're seeing is the one that you're actually calling from where we can reach you on. Then we'll get the information on, on the emergency. If it's a if it's a medical call, we'll... Um, Initially, find out what the age, sex, and, and uh, what the main problem is that day for the uh, either for yourself if you're calling for yourself or for uh, your loved one who's uh, who's in need of the ambulance. While that's going on, the uh, help is being sent, and I, that's something a lot of people kind of don't seem to understand that while we're gathering in the information that the whatever first responders, whether it's police, fire, ambulance need, the in the in the background someone else is getting that uh, getting help sent to you. And a lot of people get, you know, our, you know, we're dealing with them on their uh, kind of their worst day and we're uh, gathering as we're gathering the information, they think that it's delaying help getting to him, and that's really not the case. Exactly. In the background, somebody else uh, is getting fire, police, ambulance, or all three headed that way while we're gathering more information for them. And that uh, that's something I hope uh, hope we get to get more word out on that because it, it just uh, seems to amp people up quite a bit. They'll get upset, um, wondering why we're not sending help, and all the while, the help's on the way in the background, just coming as quickly and safely as possible. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know, especially, you know, if it's been stressful going on with a child or something. But like Aaron said, I mean, you know, we 
we've been trained to do this and, and we're not, you know, we're going to tell you, you know, there's going to, we're getting people in route to you. We're going to help you out here. You know, it's very important. And I know it's hard at times, but it's very important that you kind of stay focused. Um, because, you know, like I said a little bit ago, everybody handles stress differently and everybody's going to, you know, handle us differently. But we are not at any time, you know, slowing down response. We go from actually there's like five or six of us in a room. Everybody's trained to do what they do. And so we're getting them to you just as quick as we can. So, um, but I, I guess, Aaron, you know, our, our, we handle what about 110,000 calls a year, something like that, give or take one or two. Anywhere from uh, 110 to 170,000 calls a year. Those are calls dispatched. Those are calls handled in the calm room. Most of them dispatched, not all of them. But uh, we're, we're, we're a fairly busy center for uh, handling the call, all the calls for Wood and Work counties. And, and it and all those calls are or most of those calls are answered uh, if it's a nine one one line and and under seven seconds. So exactly, and the national average is ten. So we're 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 on it. We we're everybody out there is doing a, the very best job that they can do under uh, extraordinarily difficult circumstances. Yeah, and we, and we try very hard. I know, you know, we try very hard to calm the situation down no matter what it is. Um, you know, a lot of people, too, you know, we, we're trained to listen. We're trained to pay attention to background. There's just different things that we do. But, you know, we do run into a lot of issues to where, um, you know, kids and stuff like that, you know, they don't always know their addresses and stuff like that. But that's what Aaron and I tried to do in the schools was to, you know, go in and, and just talk to them and, and give them give them a, an idea. You know, try to try to if you don't know your address, you know, maybe your phone number or your mom and dad's name and stuff. Just different things like that that, you know, will give us a way to help track you down. We have a lot of resources that help us try to find you. But, you know, it's always best that if you, if you can try to give us your number and just stay as calm as everybody and let us know what's happening and stuff like that. But I've 15 years. Um, And Aaron said, uh, I was the worst April Fool's joke ever played on him. So that's kind of an insight. And, you know, uh, I enjoy what I do. And Aaron, Aaron's been there a long time. A bunch of great people out there. So just kind of keep you on the line, right, Aaron? If in progress or if it's something that's really, we're going to keep you on the line, correct? Absolutely, we'll keep you on the line as much as possible. If it's like Bob said, if it's a uh, in progress call, 
someone's breaking into your house or you're seeing somebody break into your neighbor's house, we're going to keep you in line. Try to get as much information as possible. If you see the person come out of the house and run away, which direction did they go, what kind of clothes were they wearing, what did they look like, just as much information as possible. And as much information we can get out of our callers and relay to our uh, responders, the better it is. And especially if it's in progress or we're walking you through CPR, I have to keep you on the line. Uh, uh, if you just don't feel comfortable hanging up the line, we'll stay on the line with you until we get help there to you. Um, it, it's not, it's what we're there for. It's not, uh, not an inconvenience. A lot of folks, uh, uh, tend to, tend to apologize when they call 911. Sorry that they had to disturb us. Sorry they called in the call. And 90% of those people that are like that are the ones that need us the most. Exactly. And uh, they uh, are just so apologetic about that having to be an inconvenience to anybody. Um, and that's just uh, just not the case. That's what we're there for. Right. We're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and um, that we're, we're staffed. We're staffed all the time. And we're there to, to you know, try to help you in the worst of times, or if you just have a question, if we don't know an answer to a question, we're going to find somebody that does. I mean, we, we know all of our agencies, we know who can handle what. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do know that there's something, Aaron, that you want to discuss because you and I have discussed many times national number, local service. You want to reiterate on that? Yeah, that's, um, I feel that's my personal campaign that I want to get out there. Um, I used to think it was just a local problem, but from some of the dispatcher groups I'm, I'm a member of, I see, I see it a lot crop up every now and then. It is uh, 911 is a national number. It'll work anywhere in the United States. In fact, anywhere in North America, you dial 911, you will get uh emergency dispatch center somewhere. The thing of it is, it's a national number, works anywhere in the United States, but it's local service. So if you're here in Parkersburg and you were talking to your grandma in Cleveland and grandma says she doesn't feel good, she needs an ambulance, you hang up at grandma and you dial 911 here in Parkersburg, you're going to get us. We can't dispatch an ambulance to your grandma in Cleveland because you would need to contact the center that handles Cleveland to get that request put in. It is a national number, but you get local service. And it's that's my own personal campaign to get that word out. I'm trying to get that word out uh, everywhere I go. Every time I end a segment on TAP, I'm trying to get that word out. It's just, uh, it is it is a, it is a, a, a problem. Uh, people think, okay, I dial 911. Well, you can dispatch an ambulance anywhere. I uh, only wish we could, but we just, we just can't. It's a, it's a national number and local service. Also, uh, a lot of people are um, afraid that they're going to get in trouble if they accidentally dial 911. I kind of want to address that too if we don't know. It's just that 
you're not going to get you're not going to get in trouble. In fact, if you stay on the line and tell us, "Hey, I'm sorry, it was an accident, or my child had the phone, whatever whatever it is," you're not going to get in trouble. In fact, you're actually going to save us a few steps because if you figure out you accidentally dial nine one one and you hang up. Then we got to try to get back a hold of you and find out if there's a problem or not. But if you stay on the line, say, I'm sorry, it's an accident. Say, great. Thanks for staying on the line. You have a great day. And it's all sudden, it's all done. The only time you're really going to get in trouble uh, for dialing 911 is if you're, if you're abusing 911. And abuse right. of 911 is a crime punishable by jail time. But accidentally dialing 911. When you didn't mean to is not, you know, one time or, you know, every other month or if you're silly uh, uh, watch, you accidentally hit your watch and it does it, something like that. Just stay on the line. Let us know that it's an accident. You didn't mean to. There's no problem there. You're not going to have a problem uh, out of us whatsoever. In fact, we're going to appreciate you staying on the line so we don't have to try to track you down. And I'm glad you brought that up because that brings me to my next topic. Un, um, 911, 911 lines. Um, what I want to say, the cell phones that are not connected to a service. That may be an old phone that you have that you, um, that you maybe got a new phone and you have your overlaying around. Can you tell us what happens with that? When well, let's say, uh, the national protocol with all nine one one cell phone providers that um, whether a phone has service or not, it will be able to dial nine one one. You don't even have to dial the numbers nine one one. You can just pick up the phone and just randomly hit hit digits, and it will eventually dial nine one one. If there is battery left in that cell phone, whether it has service or not, you'll be able to dial nine one one. Now, on, on the surface, and the initial intent for that was a great thing. If you, have a, if you don't have self-service, you still have access to emergency services. The reality of the situation is people are giving old phones to children to play with, um, uh, which is never a good idea, and they're dialing 911, and it has become a... A nuisance. It also can be used to uh, overwhelm a 911 center. And uh, if it becomes a consistent problem with a uh, non uh, activated cell phone, it can prevent uh, or delay services, emergency services getting to someone who actually needs it because we're dealing with these uh, nuisance, uh, non-activated non, uh, cell phone 911 calls. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. The, one of these I heard, and they haven't, come, haven't done anything with it yet, but there was a, a push to make that, a, make that go away they, because it had become such a problem nationwide. With the nuisance nine one one calls from those, it was uh, it was proposed to make that no longer a thing for non activated phones to dial nine one one. But to my knowledge, it, 
nothing's come about with that. And there, it is still, if you have a, a phone and you don't have service, you need 911, dial 911, it'll go through. Okay. Here recently, I think within the last three years or so, but I believe at least three years that I'm aware of with it, there's a new technology that we have, one center. Um, it's called to 911. And that's a very important thing that we have. And can you kind of explain that a little bit? What the text to 911 and why it would be? I mean, when is a good time to use it? Can you kind of? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's a uh, part of the next generation 911 uh, technology protocols, where um, you can uh, text 911 directly from your phone. Um, a good time to use that is in any situation where either you're unable to talk or it's unsafe for you to talk. You can text 911. We'll ask you the same sort of questions. Where's your emergency? A good, you know, you're, if appropriate, your name and a phone number to get back a hold of you at and what the problem is. If you're in a domestic, if you're in a domestic violence situation and it's unsafe for you to have a normal voice conversation, it's a perfect time to text 911. Um, if you are find yourself unable to speak for whatever reason, um, maybe you just have a severe sore throat and you can't. You have laryngitis, you can't talk. Good time to text 911. Um, if you have a throat injury. For example, any reason why you can't talk, or you're, or you feel unsafe to talk, just text directly to nine one one. It'll come right to whichever local center you're routed to. It's a great, uh, it's a great additional service that we can offer our communities. Awesome, that is great, and I I know. It doesn't, we don't get it quite a lot of, but you know, it's starting to become more prevalent to text to 911. It's a great thing to have, and we're glad that, you know, our our center um, is being able to utilize that that technology along with a bunch of other. I know um, we're getting ready to hopefully by this time next year or shortly after move to the new 911 center down at um, the old Sudden Link building. And, um, you know, we, we encourage people to, you know, school groups and stuff like that. You set it up with our communications coordinator, um, Bill Ripple, whether it be, you know, you want to take a tour, uh, you know, we, we have that. Um, we have where you're able, you know, we Boy Scouts have been there, you know. We, we work really well with, we have multiple agencies that we deal with, police, fire, EMS-wise. We have multiple agencies. And the working relationship between us and them, I can honestly say is spectacular because they're the best, our, our responders are. We have some of the very best in the country right here. I've, everybody's heard me say that on this show many, many times. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really looking, we really want to get out into the public. We really want to know, you know, what you think. We really want to know, you know, we want you to come up and see what we do. We want to come to your school and talk to you about what we do. How, how what, you're doing that every month. Is there a particular time at WTAP, Aaron, that you're on 
during the month or is it just whenever they can work you in or how's that working? We haven't set a, a specific date, just whenever they can work, work me in. I usually go in sometime toward the end of the month and tape. So usually the first or second week um, in the month. And uh, we're so far we've talked about uh, when to call 911, um, what happens, like we talked tonight, what happens when you dial 911. Right. Um, and just uh, just – Random topics, just get uh, just to get the word out there what we do and uh, and uh, try to educate uh, educate the people um, and like I said, uh, trying to get the uh, trying to get the word out as much as possible of you know, lo- national number local service. It's um, gotcha. It is. It's, to me, it's one of the most important things we, as a public information officer for our center that I need to get out there. Because if your loved one needs help, you need to know where where to, where to get them to help you. And calling us for someone that's outside of our area of operation is just, just going to slow down the, getting the help to your loved one. And nobody wants to see that happen at all. Well, like on our as best we can, but we can't dispatch an ambulance outside of our jurisdiction. We just can't do it. Like on our shirts, our shirts say every second counts, and that's a fact when it comes to uh, emergencies. Every second that you know we can we can have somebody in rescue counts. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say? I mean, I, I'm looking. For, uh, you're you're going to what? July first to your new position as administrative assistant, correct? Correct. Uh, July 1st, I'm officially um, full-time as the administrative assistant, uh, still, keep, still keeping up my PIO duties, and uh, we'll be dispatching uh, when uh, when I can and when needed. Um, I, we're, as you know as well as I do, that we're uh, seriously, uh, has some serious staffing issues at this time, and taking me and moving me out front, that's uh, opening up one more yet another position that needs to be filled. So I'll be uh, helping out. I'm sorry. Can you tell people how they can go about if they're interested in a career uh, emergency dispatch, uh, 911, can you tell them how they can go about uh, applying for the job and, you know, what, what all we can do to, you know, what all they need or how we can, how we can, how they can get hired in Yeah, you can either go to the uh, Wood County um, Wood County WV dot com website and uh, click on the nine one one tab and download an application there. You can also go to I believe it's uh, Wood County uh, I believe it's Wood County WV E nine one one and download it from there and fill it out and drop it off at the uh, at the center. Or you can just drop by the center at 911 Core Road, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30, and pick up an application there and uh, and just fill it out and return it. And uh, when they start a, another hiring cycle, um, hopefully you'll get a call. It's, it's really good. I mean, 
I've always said it's the one, one of the most stressful jobs you'll ever love. Um, you know, we have days where, and if you're in it for the, if you're in it for the glory, that's not going to work because trust me, you know, we're kind of like the first, first responders. We hear everything that happens before anybody else does. And we've heard a lot of stuff. I won't get into it because, you know, I mean, it could be one all day, but we, we, we get into a lot of stuff. We hear a lot of stuff, things that, things that make us, because we're human. I mean, things that really upset us, uh, things that really stress us out. And again, we're humans, but we're trained to do this. And this is what we've been doing for a long time. And, you know, if you think you might be interested in it, like Aaron said, go to the website or come up to the 911 center. Um, if you want to take a look at what we do, you know, somebody will escort you back, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, you can, you can watch what we do back here and see, you know, see what we do and how we handle things and see if that might be something. We're in the midst of training some people right now. And, you know, we've all been involved in it. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate everybody being here. Aaron, thank you so much, man, for being here. We tried to do it last time and we kind of ran into a technical issue and Rick and I both said, we've got to have you back on. So I, I really appreciate you doing this for us, man. It really helped. It really, a lot of education and a lot of things that people didn't know that I'm sure they do now. Not a problem, Bob. I'd be happy to come back on anytime you, you need or want me. Oh, we're, we're definitely going to do that, sir. Uh, we're definitely going to do that. So, you know, I, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to do a couple more things here. You can hang around if you want to. That's strictly up to you. But, you know, I don't – I think Rick had – I'm not sure what – you know, he's on like because he just texted me that he's watching. And I hate that because Rick's my best friend. He's my co-host. He sits out there on the other, other end of that string we ran out from Murphy Town Circle, and he, he waits for me just to talk to him. So, on him. I don't know what happened right now, but I'll find out here shortly. I'm sure, I'm sure it was operator error on my part. But we appreciate everybody being here tonight. We appreciate being here. And I want you to pay, stay tuned with it. Hopefully next week, I believe, we'll have Chief Piper on and hopefully Chief Graham from Williamstown on the show. Um, I'm looking forward to getting them both on. Uh, we have a lot of people lined up that we want to get on. And if you if you have something you want to talk about, if you have something you'd like for us to discuss, or if you'd like to come on and discuss something you do, whether it be um, a hobby or whether it be something that you're involved in, you know, get a hold of Rick and I, and we'll put you on this show, because this is about the Mid-Ohio Valley and the people involved in it, and we want to bring this community closer together. So, you know, again, Aaron, thank you very much, and I'm going to close out the show tonight, and I'm going to call Rick and find out what went on. I appreciate everybody being here tonight. And as I always say before we, before we sign off every night, you know, keep looking up. Don't look down. Keep looking forward. Don't look back. So, um, the past does not equal the future. And the future's, you know, just keep right on looking up. We'll see you again next week at 6 o'clock p.m. on the Bobcast MOV with Rick and Bob, the heartbeat of the Mid-Ohio Valley. And hopefully, like I said, Chief Piper and Chief Graham will be on. And have some questions ready for me. Send them to me that you'd like for me to ask some of these people.
however you get a hold of me through Facebook or on my, you know, on the uh, show website or just my personal email address, by all means, get a hold of me and I'll get these questions in and, you know, I'll let, I'll let them know who, you know, who asked the questions if you so desire. So with that, I'm going to close the show out. Have a very good rest of your Sunday evening. Double A, I will see you in the next few days, sir. All right. Thanks for having me, Bob. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you very much, buddy. Bye-bye.